blows my client's mind that we're going to needle along the forearm instead of right into that area. And it's going to reduce the pain in that spot. It feels like voodoo, but it really does change the way that the forearm muscles are firing so that the tendon isn't so inflamed in that one spot. Welcome to the Business Muscle Podcast, where we empower entrepreneurs to transform their businesses into unstoppable empires. I'm Elise, CPA turned serial entrepreneur. And I'm Arielle, a seasoned physical therapist and business owner. We're two female entrepreneurs with a passion for helping small business owners like you achieve massive success. With our combined expertise, we've scaled to an impressive seven businesses in less than seven years. And guess what? Each of them was profitable right from the start. But we didn't stop there. We're here to share our secrets, strategies, and insider tips to help you turn your business into a thriving reality. And hey, we're not just all about business. As a physical therapist and fitness instructor, we'll also sprinkle in some fitness and wellness tips along the way. Join us on the Business Muscle Podcast every Monday as we guide you step-by-step towards financial freedom and building the business of your dreams. It's time to level up your business. Get ready to flex your business muscle. Welcome back to another episode of the Business Muscle Podcast. We're super excited to be here. Guys, we're so pumped about the response so far. We've had so many of you reaching out to us, listening to the episodes, sharing with your friends, tagging us on your stories, and we love to see it, and that means the world to us. It would also be super helpful if any of you could leave us a five-star review, share it with a friend, tag us, and we'd love to hear your comments and what you guys like so far. So thanks so much for your support. Today, we're going to change things up a little bit, and we're very excited because we've been talking about doing episodes more in the fitness and wellness space, more uh, wellness hacks, things to do with the physical therapy side of things, and how you can continue to move and feel better. So today, we're doing it. We're going to launch one of these episodes on the first Wednesday of each month. If you guys love these episodes, who knows? Maybe we'll start doing more. But we're going to jump in with my absolute favorite topic to talk about, the thing that changed my life, which is dry needling. And if you haven't heard of dry needling, we got you today. We're going to talk about what it is, what it does, how I literally built a business out of it, and why I'm obsessed with it. I'm excited. Yeah. So when I met Ariel five years ago, four years ago, dry needling changed my life as well. I had no idea what it was. I have no PT background. And the first time she ever told me what dry needling was, I was so confused. I was like, is it like acupuncture? You're allowed to stick needles in people. I was yeah. so confused. But as a college athlete with two torn ACLs, who, two, uh, who tore two torn ACLs, excuse me, had back problems, works out every day, this has changed my life as well. So if you have no idea what dry needling is, do not worry. I was in the same place that you were. And now I get it almost every week. Oh, it's the best. I honestly don't know what I would do without it. Now I have someone on our team needle me same every week or sometimes every few days if I need it. But so essentially what dry needling is, if you haven't heard of it before, is it's the use of an acupuncture needle to do a trigger point release. So it goes into the belly of the muscle. It creates a twitch response. It changes what's happening in that muscle. So it can be really helpful if you have something like shoulder pain or lower back pain because of an imbalance in the muscles because the dry needling is changing what's happening at the level of the muscle. So there's so many good effects that happen when you perform dry needling. Um, But the reason why I even dove into this topic and wanted to learn how to do it myself was because I worked at a clinic where all the PTs did it. And when I first started out as a PT, I had this weird 
wrist pain going on that I didn't know where it was coming from. And I was a new PT. So I was doing all these wrist exercises, wrist stretches, not understanding where things might be coming from. And one of the PTs that I worked with did dry needling. And he was like, hey, let me assess you. Let's see if we can figure out what's going on. You're a new PT. So he assessed my shoulder and my neck. He did dry needling on my trap and the back of my shoulder, my neck, and like down into my forearm. And my pain was gone. And I had been dealing with this pain for months. It was keeping me up at night. It was nerve pain. So it was really challenging. It's hard to do anything with nerve pain. And as soon as he did the dry needling, that was the only thing that gave me relief. So I was like, okay, what is this voodoo witchcraft that I need to understand? (laughs) So a few weeks later, I went and took a course. There was not a ton of courses around at the time. So I went all the way to Colorado to get trained. It was a three-day course. You do an exam at the end, and then you get certified. So as soon as I started... Um, using this skill of dry needling and using it on the patients that I was working with, I realized how much faster people were getting better, how much better results they were getting from dry needling. So it has a huge impact in such a short period of time. So just to understand dry needling a little bit better is it's different from acupuncture. So with acupuncture, um, they're using energy flow, they're adjusting chi in your body, and they're changing Um, kind of how the energy flows throughout the entire system, whereas dry needling is a musculoskeletal treatment. So it's performed by physical therapists, sometimes chiropractors, orthopedic doctors, athletic trainers, and we're assessing what's happening at the muscle and the needle is going into the muscle to create change. So it's more direct and a deeper um, insertion of the needle into muscles to create change at that specific muscle. When people ask me what it feels like, I try to, it's like the best way I can describe it is it's like a deep tissue massage with like within five seconds. Mm -hmm. It's like you get right into the muscle, you feel a little bit of a cramp and then everything just like twitches and relaxes. So if you go for like a 60 minute deep tissue massage, how you feel after that, after your 60 minutes is how you feel after like five seconds because it's so, so, so quick. Right. Yeah. So if you're someone who likes to go get like really deep sports massage, you're going to love dry needling because it gets so deep and it creates change so fast. Like you could sit in a 60 minute massage and have them really dig in and it's super painful. Dry needling happens in a matter of seconds. Yeah. And a lot of people do ask like, is it painful? What does it feel like? But there's so many techniques that Ariel and our team uses that like, yeah, it might feel like a cramp. It's so quick, but there's so many other techniques that you barely could even feel it. Like right. with the stim or just like the the techniques you use. Yeah. And definitely. And just like any other form of treatment, there's always new research coming out. We're always perfecting the skill. So dry needling came about, just to give you some context, by a Czech physician, Carol Lewitt, if I'm saying that correctly, in 1979. So this is not a new treatment, but essentially he was performing trigger point injections into a set of his patients. And he found that the patients who were having the injections without anything actually being injected, so just the needle, were getting better, if not the same results. So he realized that it wasn't the medication that was creating the change, it was the needle. So that's how dry needling came about. And now there's been lots of different ways that we've perfected the art of dry needling. So when I took the first course, this was 2018, so still not a new treatment, but we did a technique called pistoning. So the needle goes into the muscle and moves back and forth. You get these twitches like crazy in the muscle and then you remove the needle, which is a little bit uncomfortable. It definitely helps and it works, but it is 
something that's a little bit less tolerable. If you're someone who is sensitive to needles or you have a sensitive area in the muscle, it can be uncomfortable. For me, I love, I'm like, just pissing <laughs> it. Get in there, give me my pissing and get me out. Johnny, on the other hand, he just even thinking about pissing, he's like sweating already. Yeah. yeah. For some of us who like that really deep, crampy feeling, they love the pissing. I still have clients who are like, just don't use the stim on me. Just do the pissing. But when I took the second course that I was trained in 2021, we did everything with e-stim. So if you've ever had, if you've ever used like a TENS unit before or e-stim with the sticky pads, they like stick to your skin. It's the same concept, but the stim unit gets clipped to the two needles. So the needle goes in, you leave it in there. The stim unit gets clipped to the two needles and it creates a little pulse through the needle. So it's more like a gentle tap. So it's kind of like a deep massage within the muscle instead of that more aggressive pissing technique. So they're both effective. They both work great. But the e-stim sometimes is a lot more tolerable, especially if you're someone coming in with a lot of pain and those muscles are really sensitive. The stim is a more gradual release, but getting the same results as the pissing technique. So things are always changing within the dry needling field. Um, we're always kind of continuing to grow in our education and understanding how it works. So some of the benefits of dry needling, number one is pain management and relief. That's probably the number one thing that we use it for is someone coming in with an injury. So if you've ever experienced like a knot behind your shoulder blade or a knot in your upper trap right next to your neck, and you just feel like you want someone to go in and release that muscle, that's exactly what dry needling does. So it can be helpful with injuries that you want to prevent in the future as well, because that's how you would injure your rotator cuff or get like a rotator cuff tear is sometimes over time moving in that way in that imbalance with a tight muscle here, a tight muscle here, a weak muscle here over time, the system is too imbalanced and your body can't maintain that. So eventually something tears or you develop a real injury. So dry needling can help prevent lots of injuries in the future and help you move in a way that's more effective. So it also helps with, um, kind of two different areas with muscle relaxation. So like we were just talking about with your trap, like if you have a knot in the trap, it can help to release that muscle, but it also helps a muscle that is under fire to start to fire again. So if you have weakness in your rotator cuff or some of the stabilizers in your shoulder, we can do dry needling on that area and almost like wake those muscles up with the stem. So if it's been under firing for a long time, it changes the neuromuscular firing pattern at the muscle and helps that muscle to be able to actually recruit in the way that it's supposed to. So this can help with injury prevention. It can help with sports performance and just recovery in general. So you don't have to be in pain to have dry needling. It can help with recovery. Like if you are someone who runs a lot, I have some runners that just get dry needling on their calves just so that they don't develop an injury or so that they can um, improve the blood flow to their calves and they're decreasing that tightness as well. Yeah. One thing I love to do is you'll go in and Ariel will assess you. And for me, it's like lower back, but I might not even be having pain, but I'll go in and she'll have me do some squats and we'll check my form. And if you take a video of your squat before, and then she'll go in and she'll dry needle like your hips and your glutes. And you can probably tell the actual points that you're doing. I don't know. I'm just like, go in that area. But then you do a squat again and you just see your whole mechanics change. You can get deeper in your squats right. or just get your form just completely changes. So sometimes even if I'm not having pain, I'll go in just for maintenance because I feel like my form's starting to slip. I'm like, I just don't want to tweak something. And just the change in resetting those muscles, it's like right. huge. Yeah. And just getting the muscles to fire a little bit better. So for something like that, if we're looking at a squat, if you're coming in for a dry needling session with 
fixed, well, we're going to do a movement pattern assessment first, right? Like that's how we use dry needling and how we understand what areas need to be worked on. So we'll look at a squat and what's limiting your squat depth. Is it that your glutes aren't firing the right way? Is it that your lower back is tight? Is it that your hip flexors are tight? We can look at those different areas. Is there an imbalance side to side? And what areas do we want to do dry needling on to create more symmetry? Because your body loves symmetry. It loves when things are equal side to side and front to back. So if we can make those adjustments in a matter of 10 minutes with dry needling and then reassess, that's where you can really see big changes with dry needling. And a lot of times, isn't it like one side you're having pain, but then you injure something on your other side. Yep. So when I was in college, I got a stress fracture in my left leg and it wasn't, they were like not surprised when I tore my right ACL. They said, because I was compensating on one side, I had injury, you more likely than not tear something or do something to your other leg. Yeah. So even if you're like, oh, this isn't like a chronic injury yet, you don't know what damage you're doing to the other side of your body by just compensating. Right. Yeah. your, Your body really loves balance. And it's the same thing for front and back, right? Like if you have back pain, sometimes it could be an imbalance in your hip flexors in the front or your abs in the front. So looking at the bigger picture of where, where is the actual weakness? Where is the actual tightness? Can we address that? And then we address the muscle that's in pain. So sometimes it's those imbalances. A lot of people have with lower back pain too, like their the right side of their lower back hurts, but the front of their left hip hurts. And that can be a clue into where the imbalance falls too, because sometimes that could be like your pelvis is rotated from one direction to the other. So now your body's trying to work around one side being tight in the front, one side being tight in the back. And can we get things more neutral? So you're able to actually do things in that neutral pattern. Yeah. So there's lots of different techniques with dry needling, but essentially what you can expect during a dry needling session is First step is that assessment. We have to look at where the imbalances are. You have to get looked at by a PT and AT, whoever you're seeing for your dry needling session so that they understand what areas they need to be working on. Then the practitioner will will explain what to expect, which is usually that you'll feel a little pinprick as the needle goes in. You're going to feel a cramp in the muscle as soon as the needle's in there. And then depending on what technique we're using, you're either going to feel a couple of those muscle cramps or you're going to feel the little tap from the stem. And usually that's what I'm doing the most of now is using the e-stem because it's getting quick results, reducing soreness afterwards. So say you're coming in for your lower back. We're going to clean your skin off the area on your lower back. I'm going to put two needles in to, on one on each side of your lower back. We're going to do the e-stem in that area. Then we remove those two needles. We move on to a different area. So in one side of the hip, I'm probably doing between two and eight needles, depending on what's going on. And then if it's your lower back, maybe we're doing the same thing on the other side. Then immediately afterwards, we'll reassess and see what changes we made with our dry needling session. So the best thing about dry needling is that it's quick. It creates change fast. So the hard part is getting those results to last, which is where our education comes in and then learning the reason for the underlying muscle tightness and learning ways that we can continue that for the long run. But in that short period of time, we can create the change, which is going to jumpstart your recovery. It's going to get you so much closer to where you need to be in such a short period of time. So who can benefit from dry needling? There's a lot of different uh, clients that we recommend dry needling for. We see tons of different conditions that we treat with dry needling. I think probably some of the most common ones that we treat are neck pain, shoulder pain, rotator cuff tendonitis, lower back pain, um, glute and hip pain, something like plantar fasciitis, any type of tendonitis that's stemming from a muscle imbalance. So even if you're someone who has an injury that we know what's going on, like say you have a labral tear in your hip, 
but you're someone who isn't going to have surgery or maybe down the road may have surgery and you're not sure yet, the best thing that we can do going into any one of those scenarios is get the muscles to fire the way that they're supposed to and get stronger before you go into that procedure or get stronger and see if we can get the pain to go away so that you don't need surgery. So I see a lot of clients for things like that too. Like we know you have a labral tear and no, the dry needling is not going to fix the labral tear. But if we can get the hip firing better, we can get the glutes to stabilize, we can get the lower back and the hip moving together. Let's see if we can reduce the pain and minimize the need for surgery. Or if you, and if it's a bad tear, get the hip as strong as possible so you have the best possible outcomes from surgery. So there's certain things that dry needling isn't going to necessarily change and fix, but we can create better support through the entire system and get you moving better. That's how we create really big change. Yeah, I feel like a lot of doctors you've been seeing have been referring people to you before their surgeries Mm -hmm. or if they don't have dry needling in their practice, wherever their physical therapist is, a lot of people now have been coming to us as an added way to just get themselves ready. Right. Yeah. I have a lot of people who are either doing physical therapy at the same time or they're coming to us for PT and we're using dry needling as a tool. Um, So it can be used for little minor things like little aches and pains, but it can also be used as a bigger piece of the, uh, of the treatment for something bigger. So we use it in a lot of different ways. And then who wouldn't qualify to be a good candidate for dry needling? Yeah. So there's a few things that we use caution around. Definitely pregnancy. There are some PTs potentially who do dry needling during pregnancy. We opt not to, um, if you have any type of bleeding disorders, you know, you're using a needle. So something to consider something like an Arnold Chiari malformation, um, which has to do with the brainstem. Um, you know, we wouldn't be doing anything around the neck with a condition like that. And then usually for someone who's post-op, we want to wait until tissue is healed six weeks. So if you had like an ACL surgery, we would want to stay away from dry needling in that area just because we're reintroducing something new into the body and you want to let the body heal before you're doing that. Gotcha. What is an area or an injury that surprised you the most that dry needling actually really helped for that maybe you hadn't done it for, but now you're seeing a lot of? Yeah. I'm right now seeing a ton of tennis elbow, which is like a really pinpoint. It's like, okay, the pain is right here, like this one spot. And everyone that I have for dry needling and <laughs> with that injury wants me to put a needle right in that area. <laughs> but that spot where the pain is, is where all those muscles in the forearm attach to. So I feel like every time I do this, it like blows my client's mind that we're going to needle along the forearm instead of right into that area. And it's going to reduce the pain in that spot. It feels like voodoo, but it really does change the way that the forearm muscles are firing so that the tendon isn't so inflamed in that one spot. Another one would be plantar fasciitis, because this is another one that can be caused by a number of different things, but Often I see clients with either like a really high arch type in their foot or a really flat foot type and their calf is so jacked up from that being in that position all the time that eventually the tightness pulls on the plantar fascia and it causes tendonitis in the plantar fascia. So if we can create change in the calf muscle, do dry needling on the calf, get your ankle to actually move, it reduces the pain in the plantar fascia itself. So that's another one that just doing a couple of dry needling sessions on the calf sometimes can start to reduce the pain and get you to move better. Yeah. And with the huge increase in pickleball popularity, we've been seeing so many people for pickleballers. Like I just feel like, I don't know if it's the courts or what it is, but it's been, I feel like there's been a huge uptick and then like tennis elbow, like tennis has always been around, but pickleball is now just like huge. Yeah. Yeah. I have some people that I see for plantar fasciitis from pickleball 
And like you said, and it's sometimes it's not warming up all the way or just jumping in because it doesn't feel like pickleball. It's just like you just dink it, right? Yeah. <laughs> but then you're actually moving. You're sprinting side not to side. Not if you're playing with me. You're not just <laughs> dinking no, it. You're not just dinking it. You're diving. <laughs> if you're not diving, what are you doing? Um, so, yeah, that's definitely another big one that we see. Um, let's talk about some of the safety concerns because I know we definitely have – people who are curious about dry needling, but they get nervous because you're using a needle and it's something new, especially if you haven't had it before. So, you know, definitely important to see someone who's qualified in dry needling, make sure that they have the certifications to be performing it and looking for a good practitioner. And if you're looking for someone, definitely come to one of our two fixed locations because it's essentially what the business was built off of. And that's our most popular service. And we have lots of highly trained clinicians who offer it. And then you know, the biggest risks with dry needling are the muscle soreness afterwards is usually number one. So it's going into the muscle, it's creating change. You're going to feel that afterwards, which is okay. Just like if you had a really deep tissue massage, you would feel that soreness afterwards. Uh, Potentially some bruising afterwards as well. Occasionally we'll get someone who gets, you know, like a little bit of a headache or nausea. If you're someone who has a phobia of needles or something like that, definitely just talking to your practitioner about that and seeing if dry needling is the right treatment for you. But those are the biggest things. And then the other risk, if you're around the area of the lung field, is that making sure you're with a highly trained clinician because of the very, very small risk of pneumothorax, which is like a 0.005% chance of happening. Um, But like I said, just making sure that you're seeing someone who is qualified. Yeah. And I think at first, when I first started getting dry needled by you, I thought that you could just needle everywhere, but that's not the case. There's different levels of courses. Right. And only certain people can needle certain areas. Do you want right. to talk about a little bit about that? Because yeah. I didn't have any idea about that yeah, either. Yeah, definitely. I think that's the number one question that scares people away from dry needling. It's like, oh, it could be near my lungs. But really when we're doing anything around the shoulder, you'll feel when someone's dry needling your upper trap, like this muscle on the top of your shoulder, they're holding onto it. They're not letting go. That's like number one safety technique that we learned in the dry needling course. So when I took level one dry needling, there are certain areas of the body that you're not anywhere near the lung fields. You're in the glutes, you're in the calves, you're in the quads, you know, things like that. There's other areas that you want to be mindful of, but anytime that you're closer to the lung field, you're not letting that tissue go and you're, the direction of your needle is going away from the lung field. So that's definitely why you want to see someone who's been trained in dry needling. And then there are separate courses for areas that you might need to know your tissue depths a little bit better. So for something like a deeper muscle in your lower back that potentially could be near the lung field, you have to be trained in that area. For me to even take level two dry needling course, I had to see a certain number of clients and have them all documented. I needed to do a practical at the end. I needed to show that I was able to use safe technique before you can even take the course. And then you take the training and they go through even more specifically. If you're in this area, you're only allowed to use this length of needle for depth. You're only, you're palpating. If you're not sure exactly where you are, you're not needling that area. So that's how we avoid those safety concerns. Yeah. And to even be able to do a dry needling course, like Ariel has a doctorate, you need to go to a school for a certain amount of years. Right physical therapists, athletic trainers. It's not like anybody can just go and take a dry needling course. Right. Yeah. You have to have all of that anatomy understanding before you even go in. Um, so that's what differentiates dry needling. And then the amount of coursework that you do before you even take, get into the in-person course is 
intense. <laughs> it's like hours and hours of videos and r- review on anatomy and where exactly every muscle attaches and inserts into what the nerve innervation is, what the action of the muscle is. So you know exactly where you are when you're doing dry needling. And I feel like the when once you do become a dry needling clinician and you take that course, it makes you even better at pinpointing where things are because all of that extra training led you to understand now you understand your depths of where things are. I remember before I took that course being like, okay, I'm on the glutes. I know the glutes are here. There's layers. And then you take this course and it's like, oh, okay, this is exactly where this muscle attaches because you have to know exactly where you are. So there's definitely some different things around dry needling being used in different states, which we can just touch on. Uh, we are in Massachusetts, which is a state that does allow dry needling, which is fantastic. Um, there are certain states who don't allow dry needling just because of the different practice acts um, in their state, such as New York, Hawaii, California. Um, sometimes it just takes a long time for those documents to be changed. So if there was something, say, written into the Physical Therapy Practice Act saying that a physical therapist can't break the skin, then it takes a long time for that wording to change. It's a government document. So that would be a reason why, you know, potentially one state wouldn't allow dry needling. If you are in a state where you're like, hey, I've never heard of this before and I can't get it anywhere, that potentially could be why. And then there's also lots of changes happening in the field as far as who can perform dry needling, which again, it's usually those government bodies that are changing these legal documents that take time. So Right now, we're in a state where physical therapy assistants who have the same anatomy understanding as us can't perform dry needling because it's not written into the document. So hopefully that will be something that we'll see continue to change because I think dry needling has been so beneficial for so many of our clients and I would just love to see it be more widely used and more widely accessible. But sometimes it takes time to be able to see those changes. So if you're in a state where you're not able to get it, don't worry because hopefully eventually the Practice Act will change and you'll be able to get the treatment that you need. So let's go into some testimonials that we've received about dry needling because these are really powerful and I love to share some of our clients' stories and how dry needling worked for them. So the first one is, Fix was the only solution that worked for me in recovery from a partially torn labrum. After several sessions of traditional physical therapy with little to no improvement, I decided to try dry needling at Fixed. At first, I completed three sessions with noticeable improvement. I continued with twice a month sessions throughout the summer and am now mostly pain-free. I have since returned for dry needling for other parts of my body, shoulders, knees, elbows. Fixed is now my first choice for when body pains strike. I love that one because he was nervous about dry needling. I remember that. He was like, I don't know about this. <laughs> I feel like it's great because most people, I would say nine out of 10 people are skeptical and nervous at first because it is scary. You're like, I'm going to stick a needle where, but then their reactions after, and especially like next day when you can move again, a lot of these right. people come in, like you've had some people that are in so much pain. They're literally in tears. And when you do it, they cry because they're so like, they get relief finally. Right. Yeah. I've had someone leave crying because she thought that she was never going to be able to move her back again. Like she was in that much pain. That's why I'm glad that we're starting for our first wellness Wednesday episode. We're starting with this biohack because, or wellness hack, whatever you want to call it, because it is truly like our secret weapon. Mm -hmm. When people at Sweatfix are starting to get injured, if somebody comes in, they're like, oh, I can't do a reverse lunge. My quad and my knee are just, they're too hurt. They're too jacked up. I just can't do this. And they're in their thirties or forties. They can't not lunge for the rest of their lives. Like, no. So that's when we bring them to fix. And needling has been such a game changer, getting our clients healthy and just changing people's lives that 
you can actually heal some of these nagging injuries where before like just maybe a typical stretch or something never didn't do it for him. Right. Yeah. And it drives me nuts when I have someone who has like arthritis or something and their doctor told them, oh, just don't lunge or oh, just don't squat. And it's like, okay, well, no, because we need to get those muscles stronger. So yes, I agree. If there's, if something is painful, let's modify it. Let's tweak it. Let's get the muscles to fire better and then retrain them over that, which is another piece of dry needling that we didn't even talk about yet. But Dry needling is great and it creates change, but then if we can use that change and use the way that those muscles are firing and get them to be healthy for the long term, get some exercises that you can perform as a warm up, as you know, the things that you're doing before you go to the gym, get the actual muscles on, that's what's going to keep you healthy for the long term. And that's a huge part of our sessions. Definitely. I think most people are like short-sighted. They think just in the moment, I'm just not going to lunge, I'm not going to squat, I'm just not going to go overhead. But they're not thinking more long-term. Like, you're only in your 30s, 40s, 50s. If you've read Pia Atiyah's new book on longevity, he's talking about, like, the Centenarian Olympics. Like, what am I going to do when I'm in my 80s? Do I want to be able to play with my grandkids? Do I want to be able to travel? Do I want to be able to walk up a set of stairs? And if you're already modifying, you're not able to strength train when you're in your 30s, 40s, 50s. When you get older, there's no chance. Right. So I feel like now whenever people are like, should I go in for it? Should I fix this? Hell yes. Now is the time to fix it because you're building strength so that when you get older, you're able to do the things that you love. Right. If you are modifying now, imagine what you're going to be like 20 years from now. Right. Yeah. And sure, you can cut lunges out, but you still need to go up and down the stairs. You still you can cut squats out, but you're still going to need to bend down to pick something up. So it's like, let's retrain those patterns in the right way so that down the road, when you're older... You're not having pain with those just daily movements. All right, let's read another one. So this one says, I can't say enough good things about Fix Studios. Outside of the amazing, caring, and friendly staff, the services they provide are second to none. I originally went for lingering hip pain, and dry needling was the first thing that actually worked. I love that Fix Studios makes athletic training resources easily accessible, and they're able to share so much knowledge on recovery, treatment, and prevention. I feel like that's something we didn't even mention. So a lot of people... When they have an injury, they go to their doctor, they wait for a referral, they go to a physical therapist, they wait in the long line that they have. Like a lot of these physical therapists have waiting lists for for patients to come in. At Fix, we took all that tape or whatever you want. We wanted people to come in literally the same day. It's all cash-based so we can give you the exact treatment that Ariel and our team thinks that you need and we're not going around insurance. And you don't need to wait because a lot of the times you want to come in like that day or that week because it's only going to make it worse. Right. Yeah. And that's something that our team is trained in. So if you have something going on, you're like, okay, but I need to see the doctor. Yes, that may be the case. And if you have, you know, something that you need imaging on or an MRI potentially, but that's something that we could look at, especially if you're waiting to get in somewhere else, we can assess you and say, this is potentially what's going on. Definitely schedule that appointment with your doctor. In the meantime, because your doctor may say, you need to you need to get an image that's not going to resolve your pain. So in the meantime, why not start getting treatment and start feeling better, start getting those muscles stronger. Yeah, I think it's awesome that you do have a relationship with a lot of doctors now and right. they will send people and be like until then cuz you're going to be waiting like let's try to at least strengthen around. Right. Those muscles that if you do need surgery, you're going to have to do this anyways. Right. Exactly. Oh, it's the best when I can just communicate right with the doctors and we can go back and forth and cuz Physical therapists can't order MRIs yet, but hopefully someday we'll be able to. But for now, it's great to have that working relationship. All right. And then last one. After my first session, there was a huge impact and I was able to resume working out again the following week. 
after a few more sessions, it progressively got better to the point where I had no more pain and I felt better than my old normal. In a little under two months and dry needling sessions every other week, I went from barely being able to walk to running two plus hours with no issues. If you've been sleeping on going to a PT or giving dry needling a try, I hope this gives you a nudge. You won't regret it. Can't say enough good things about dry needling. I feel like that's the perfect mic drop testimonial. If you've been sleeping on it, if you... Just don't, if you think it's voodoo, if you're like, no, I don't have enough time. I don't, this is the game changer. If you're a serious athlete, if you are just somebody who's looking to play with your kids, if you're looking for something to generally improve your quality of life and your movement and your wellness, this is our number one tool. Yeah. We're obsessed with it. We want everyone to have access to it. So if you haven't been to Fixed yet, we have two locations. One's in Wakefield. One is in Haverhill. You can find us at fixstudios.com, Studios on Instagram, and you can book your free consultation there. We'll just take a look. We'll talk about different services. We do other things other than dry needling as well. So if it's not what you need, we can assess and figure out what the right path is for you. And then you guys know where to find us. We are businessmusclepodcast.com, Instagram at businessmusclepodcast. I am Dr. Ariel.dpt, and Elise is Elise Kyra on Instagram. And we will see you guys next week. You just finished another episode of the Business Muscle Podcast. If you found value in this episode, don't forget to subscribe and leave us a five star review. Your reviews mean the world to us and help us reach other listeners who can make a big impact in the business world. Don't forget to join our Business Muscle Podcast Facebook group where you can ask questions and chat with other like-minded entrepreneurs. Stay tuned for our next episode where we'll bring you more expert advice and practical strategies to help you thrive. Thank you for being a part of the Business Muscle community and we'll catch you in the next episode.